0: Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 17, and a big happy birthday to Las Vegas. It's 115 years old. It is
1: party time. Plus, there is progress on the final tunnel of Elon Musk's underground transportation system beneath the Las Vegas Convention Center, and we learned some new information about that tunnel too, and yes, it is moving forward.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. And some Las Vegas businesses have reopened during phase one. We're going to talk about that. Plus, illusionist Chris Angel gives back with a huge donation. We're going to hear from him.
1: Vegas Revealed is sponsored by The Blind Pig, which is open for business. The patio is a great place to kick back and unwind. It's just west of the Las Vegas Strip. There's a great view from there, too. And they're doing delivery and pickup.
0: Yeah, and we stopped by to pick up a delicious pizza the other day, and you could see the staff sanitizing the tables, wearing masks. They say they really want to give their customers peace of mind during these times.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely felt safe and secure and hungry while we were there. (laughs) They're doing catered lunches, too, so if you're a business that's slowly getting back to normal and you have a big group meeting... The blind pigs trained and sanitized staff can bring lunch to you, pizzas, sandwiches
0: and salads. Yeah, you can call 725-214-4474 to order or to make a reservation on the patio. Let's Welcome to Vegas Revealed as we continue to stay at home, but also get out just a little bit as we sit in phase one here in Las Vegas, where some restaurants and salons are able to open, resorts and casinos have not had the green light yet. I'm Dana Roselli.
1: And I'm Sean McAllister. Oh my gosh, there is so much to talk about this week. It seems like every week there are developments, but now that reopening has started, it's like a big snowball effect.
0: It really is, and we've learned so many new things this week. Unfortunately, we've lost some key members of our community, which has been really sad. Uh, unemployment has has offered something new. We've got so much to talk about. Let's first. I- I'm just amazed about this this tunnel, Sean. Uh, this Elon Musk tunnel that has been in the works, and it was really cool. They posted some updates just recently. The LVCBA did, and so did the Boring Company. That the excavation has now been completed on the final tunnel of this under. Underground transportation system that's going beneath the Las Vegas Convention Center. Now, apparently it's scheduled to debut in January 2021, which isn't that far away.
1: No, it's not. And I'm just hoping that we are ready to start hosting conventions by the time that Mm -hmm. that this big uh, transportation tunnel Uh, is is set to kick off but I mean even from the start Elon Musk uh, obviously the guy behind Tesla the Tesla company uh, even when it was first reported and announced that he was going to be building these underground tunnels where these autonomous Tesla cars were going to shuttle people back and forth from one part of the convention hall to the new part of the convention hall I, I think there was a lot of skepticism, people really thinking, well, is this really going to happen? Mm-hmm. And as we've seen these tunnels, the the work on them has continued. And yeah,
0: it is happening. I know it's really exciting. And then to add to the excitement, uh, Elon Musk himself tweeted that it's also going to connect to Vegas hotels and the airport and uh, saying the same thing that it's going to provide this individualized mass transit system. And then they actually have a map posted on the website. And the, you know, the future of this, the second leg of this is going to be attaching to all the casinos and hotels, then the airport, and then also going up to Fremont street, which I feel like is a total game changer for getting around and is just going to really, you know, take that Vegas experience to the next level. Well, and and
1: that's what kind of keeps Las Vegas from, stepping up and, and like kind of being on par with some of the other similar sized cities across the country is a, mm-hmm. a really good mass transit system or a light rail system. I mean, you even go up to Salt Lake city and they've got a great light rail system that, that runs around, you know, in Los Angeles, they're not like, it doesn't get rave reviews, but they've got yeah. a, a train system. And obviously you go to the East coast and that's where these mass transit systems have, have been really mastered over the past, you know, century plus yeah. really. But now I think that having this sort of transportation option really is going to be a game changer and will open up a lot of new possibilities for, for Las Vegas, especially now that we're getting back to business a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of like New York city, you know, having, you know, such issues with uh, COVID-19 and a lot of people saying, well, everything is kind of mass everything there. You wonder like, well, are people going to be, you know, we don't have that. Are people going to be nervous to take this kind of transportation? But I have a feeling that Elon Musk, his wheels are already turning on how to make this system a little socially distanced in some ways, or probably has something in mind. Uh, So I look forward to seeing, you know, what innovations he has coming for that. But regardless, like you said, just being able to get around is going to be a huge, huge deal for Las Vegas, because you can only walk so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and if you you are listening from somewhere other than Las Vegas and you haven't been here and experienced our uh, convention halls, they're like mini cities. I mm-hmm. mean, you can easily get lost and very easily get tired out walking from uh, the South Hall to the North Hall in the existing complex. But now that there's an expansion that goes all the way to Las Vegas Boulevard, that's a whole nother huge stretch. So you kind of need something like this to to get people around.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, something new that in Las Vegas, um, everyone knows we have you know amazing shows and amazing, amazing talent, musicians, uh, people that do all sorts of things, and and we have a lot of what they call gig workers, you know, they take jobs here and there, they do different things, maybe they they cook for, you know, a, a, a parties or whatever, um, and they haven't been able to get unemployment, so something that changed here, which is uh, really good for these folks, the self-employed, the gig workers, the folks who haven't been eligible for the other kind of unemployment, that finally kicked off, they were able to file um, just this Saturday, and I did put out a little bit of a question, Sean, saying, how's it going for everyone, and everyone mostly has responded that they were able to file it took under an hour, um, and apparently this is going to be, you know, retroactive. So uh, all these folks haven't been able to get any money since the start of this stay-at-home order, and now they're going to be able to receive funds maybe as soon as uh, May 23rd all the way back to March.
1: Wow. And, I mean, it's no, it's not an insignificant portion of the population here in Las Vegas. I mean, they're estimating anywhere between 75 and 100,000 people just here in Las Vegas who are dependent on that gig economy and i mean and that's the the unique thing about Las Vegas is that it is i'll say is but was a city where you could make a really good living doing these uh, gig type jobs i know people who mc events i know people who are musicians who get you know, picked up and um, play it at different locations all the time. And, you know, they were really the ones, some of the people who were hit really hard by this whole shutdown.
0: Yeah. And I can imagine that probably some of our even our headliners are considered self-employed. You know, they have their own business type of deal. So I don't know if that, you know, they'd be eligible, too. So, yeah, we have so many people. So, you know, glad for those folks. And I hope it goes through and it remains uh, a little bit smoother than the first round of unemployment, because that was a lot of people still saying they're they're still waiting for that. But we're not to phase two yet. So the governor just recently had a press conference. And for those people listening from all around the world that are getting maybe, you know, anxious to come here and miss Las Vegas. Vegas, um, the hotel and resorts, uh, casinos, I should say, are not allowed to open just yet. That is the next phase. And so everyone's kind of thinking Memorial Day is probably out of the picture at this point.
1: Yeah. I, although I do uh, know some uh, people who work at some of the casinos on the strip that have plans in place to reopen. And June 1st is what I'm hearing as a, a target date that, that employees are planning on getting back to work. And I know that I've uh, seen posts from some friends who uh, work in the executive levels at some, some of the properties who've already gone back um, to at least start to gear up for, uh, things kind of getting back to normal, but yeah, I think by June, hopefully fingers crossed, we should see some casinos opening up, but that's bringing some questions, uh, into the mix too, and some regulations, especially in regard to the restaurants that are inside those casinos.
0: Yeah. So the governor said they can open if they want. So you can't, go through the casino and we were reading some of the guidelines. So there's a bunch of guidelines. So basically, you know, um, he was even recently saying at a a press conference, well, there are some, some restaurants that people miss and love and, and um, they can open if they're inside a hotel with a casino. But as we were reading further, we see it needs to have an entrance that will get you to the restaurant without going through the casino because the casinos are not open. And then I think you had mentioned they have to have an actual bathroom inside that restaurant, right? You can't go out to the casino area.
1: Yeah, essentially the the restaurant kind of needs to be self-contained under uh, these initial opening rules. So you can't go out into a casino area to use the bathroom and you can't use an entrance that's connected to a casino area. So I know that there are some restaurants that do have their own uh, entrance exits right off of the strip or right off of, you know, mm-hmm. a side street or, or something like that. And those places should be, should be able to reopen, but it's the bathrooms that could be, that could really throw a wrench into things. Cause a lot of the A lot of the restaurants on the Strip don't have bathrooms inside, you have to use the casino bathrooms
0: right and I think the governor was saying like up in Reno there's a couple like you know people people love their Denny's and a Denny's might be in a, in a in a small hotel casino but you know that <laughs> the, the folks want to go to Denny's and so um, you know restaurants like that I guess would be able to open but there
1: <laughs> is no world without moons over Miami
0: oh I love moons over Miami that is a good one <laughs> and the senior menu is always so good and then you can't order from it it always bums me out I'm like I want something off the senior menu <laughs> (laughs) Um, interestingly enough, I was just thinking about this the other day, Sean, how so many people, you know, people live here and they often say, um, well, yes, we live in Las Vegas, but you know, we hardly ever go to the strip. That's always like, you know, we live off, you know, not everyone goes to the strip which is it was totally fine i get it what they're saying there's a huge community off the strip but i'm just thinking like i wonder if if that's going to change the kind of attitude of our community now that the strip has been closed for so long that people actually maybe appreciate it a little bit more because i don't know why that always frustrated me when people like well we don't go to the strip and it's like okay if you don't that's fine but you don't have to act like it's a negative thing
1: oh it's one of the best things it's one of the best options anywhere in the world that you could possibly have in your backyard. You don't need to go there all the time, but when you do want to, I mean, there's nothing else that matches it.
0: I know. And I, and I've heard so many people, you know, talking about the strip and wanting it back open. So, you know, I think, I think off the strip and on the strip, Las Vegas as a whole, that's what we are. So hopefully, you know, a little bit more, maybe appreciation for, for not having it readily available, I guess. And speaking of Las Vegas, it's 115 years old this week. Crazy, right?
1: Wow. Looking good (laughs) for 115. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know you and I have been here about 15 plus years and we've seen things open and close. I remember when I was in the helicopter I was a helicopter reporter at the CBS affiliate here, and I was up there for the implosion of the stardust. And I mean, every implosion was such a big event. And then every casino opening, I remember ARIA opening and the SLS, which isn't there anymore, but uh, so many big casino on the cosmopolitan. That was a good party with Brandon oh flowers. Gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was incredible. And I mean, it's, it's funny because I moved to Las Vegas in 2005 when Las Vegas was celebrating its centennial. And there's one image that always sticks in my mind. And there was the world's largest birthday cake that was put together at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And I think the public was just invited in to get a slice of the world's largest birthday cake to celebrate Las Vegas turning 100. And, you know, such a, a stark contrast to the way that uh, Las Vegas needs to celebrate its 115th anniversary with pretty much no celebrations. I actually sent out a, a, a tweet to the city just joking a little bit. I said, well, should we Uh, organize one of those drive-by celebrations (laughs) for the city?
0: (laughs) Seriously, that's what everyone's doing now. It's all we can do. I know. Yeah, there's been a lot of different memories um, on social media of different people remembering certain kind of eras of Las Vegas and what it's gone through and You know, uh, one era that uh, is hard to forget is is the era of Siegfried and Roy. I mean, uh, incredible duo, magicians, and uh, they're really legends. And sadly, uh, just last week, Roy Horn passed away uh, from COVID-19.
1: Yeah, it was really such sad news because Siegfried and Roy really, they changed the entertainment game. Here in Las Vegas, they were the first ones to bring just like an over the top magic production to the strip that was really a spectacle. And of course, they were known for incorporating uh, big cats into their Mm -hmm. show as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there's been, you know, so much um, about them through the years. You know, there was obviously the awful incident uh, with the tiger, at the mirage and kind of, ended them performing and Roy has, you know, really gone through a lot. Um, and, but you know, he's gone through a lot, but still through the years, even after that, you know, Siegfried and Roy made so many appearances at our fundraisers here in Las Vegas and our shows and, and they continued to show their faces and celebrate Las Vegas. And I just thought, you know, it was so just great to see them out and about. And, you know, even the fact that they, they stay here, they lived here. And, um, recently Siegfried and Roy were, um, the topic of a big 2020, uh, and it was interesting to hear Siegfried talk about what they'd been through, and he's so emotional, and so I really feel for him losing his partner for, you know, his his work partner and his partner in life, it's, it's really tragic.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and, you know, having had the opportunity to interview uh, Siegfried and Roy over the years, they were both so kind-hearted and so passionate about giving back to Las Vegas. Obviously... You know, they received a lot from Las Vegas as uh, some of the, you know, best known and, you know, best paid entertainers here um, in their era while they were performing. Um, But but they definitely did their part to give back and gave back in such great ways. And they always said that, you know, Las Vegas is the city they love and they'll do anything they can. For the city. So, yeah, it was very sad news to hear that Roy Horn passed away of COVID 19 at the age of 75.
0: And we did see a lot of messages from fellow entertainers, Wayne Newton, and also Chris Angel. You know, I saw a couple of video messages from them online, and obviously, just everyone in Las Vegas and really around the world leaving um, messages about Roy, saying how much he will be missed and how they were, you know, they were game changers in Las Vegas. And speaking of Chris Angel, he did something uh, really great last week. Chris is, you know, an illusionist has had a show here in Vegas for years and years and years, and then the, the TV show as well, Mind Freak, and. Uh, he has a show now at Planet Hollywood. Obviously, that's on hiatus because Planet Hollywood is closed. But, you know, his son, Johnny Christopher, is being treated for cancer at Cure for the Kids Foundation here in Las Vegas. And uh, what a, it, it's been such a, gosh, I should say a journey for him since his son was born and then learning about this. And he does everything that he can to raise money for, you know, to help with treatment and help families that have kids going through this.
1: Yeah, so Chris donated $250,000 worth of food and entertainment via the Johnny Christopher Children's Charitable Foundation alongside the Core Cares Foundation. And this delivery was massive.
2: Chris was there for the event. We had a hundred families in desperate need of food while their child goes through pediatric cancer which creates a triple threat for them. They have a child that's going through cancer. You have the COVID-19 virus that you have to be hypersensitive about because you can't get your child whose immune system is compromised with that disease because it could be deadly for them. And you also have the fact that people don't have jobs. So they had to make a choice between putting food on the table or paying the bills. And so we wanted to alleviate the pressure. The Johnny Christopher Children's Charitable Foundation basically got about $250,000 worth of food and entertainment to nourish the body and also to give these families, first responders, an opportunity to escape and to have something to look forward for. Rashing out a hundred orders for each car that will pull in here, stop, and we'll fill their car up with food. They won't even have to get out of the car. We're going to do this again in three weeks. We want to keep people fed. We want to keep people optimistic. This pandemic might be an obstacle, but the human spirit is resilient, and we will come back stronger to ever. Vegas strong, baby.
0: Yeah, it's so nice to hear about the generosity during these times and hear people remaining positive, you know, just like him saying, Vegas strong, baby. So, you know, these things need to happen, and we need to pull the community together, and and people like Chris that can do that. Chris has donated so much through the years uh i see him donating you know during the holidays and and so we're thankful to have headliners that can do that and will continue to help the community yeah you like you said that delivery was massive
1: yeah and chris has even in the past done uh, benefit shows in his, uh, well, his previous theater over at the Luxor, he held a, a big benefit show there to raise a million dollars in one night. So he really is uh, passionate about, uh, you know, finding a cure for childhood cancer and really, um, you know, trying to, to help these kids who are going through, you know, such yeah. a tough battle.
0: Right. And, you know, like he mentioned, he's going to do it again in a few weeks. So we thank him for that. That's for sure. And we thank all our headliners who have been doing all these great live stream events and raising money for all sorts of different causes. It's been really positive to see. And I know it's helped the community get through these times to be able to, you know, log on and maybe watch a Facebook live or watch a stream live. I've been enjoying seeing all their performances and all the familiar faces. And I know you know, it's going to be a little while for those shows to get back up and running. I mean, once the resorts and casinos open, it's not like shows are opening right away.
1: Yeah, that's true. So we do love to see our our headliners stepping up and doing what they can right now. Um, and hey, we have the return of our two tips coming up next on Vegas <laughs> Review. So
0: time for Dana and Sean's secret tips and you know Sean we took one week off with our tips because it's becoming a little difficult to find Vegasy tips we have a lot of tips but a lot of them don't really apply right now but apparently we have a listener that has missed them so it has encouraged us to bring them back
1: yeah so Brian sent us a message and he said he listens to Vegas Revealed while he's out on his run and so he he pushes play on the podcast <laughs> goes out on his run And when he hears us start doing the two tips, that's when he knows it's time to turn around and go back home. Well, when he listened to last week's podcast, we didn't have the two tips. So he says he just ended up being stranded out wherever the heck he ended up running to. And he was like, guys, I need the two tips to know when to turn around. So Brian, the two tips are back.
0: Oh, they are. And, you know, in some ways we kind of have three tips because I'm going to actually use one of Brian's tips that he emailed me or direct messaged me on Twitter about – That he recommended, and it's USPS.com, the United States Postal Service, and he was saying that in these times, a lot of people maybe don't want to get the mail. I don't know. They don't want to touch their mail. They don't want to go out there unless they know maybe it's something important, and so they have this service where you can sign up, and in your email, it will tell you like what's in your mailbox and what's coming and all sorts of tracking so you can know before you even go out there, because maybe if there's something that you don't really need or there's nothing in there, you don't have to go get the mail, and you were saying, yeah, you guys do this.
1: Yeah, my my husband Shane has the um has the app on his phone and he checks it all the time. Cuz and for a while I was like is he psychic? How does he know what's coming in the mail? Cuz there was one day he was like, "Oh, we should be getting a a letter from your mom in the mail today." I'm like, "How the hell do you know?" <laughs> Did you talk to her? He was like, "No, I checked the app." I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh. But yeah, it it really is convenient to know what you should be getting. And then, you know, especially right now, a lot of letter carriers are having to pick up other shifts because people Mm -hmm. are out sick or not able to come to work. And so you may have somebody new on your route and, you know, things can understandably get mixed around. So if you know what's coming... And you don't get it, then you can say, you know, hey, I didn't get my my letter and maybe reach out to a, a Facebook group if you have one for your neighborhood and see if it got misplaced.
0: Okay. And yeah, I went to the website. So it's usps.com. And just so you know, everyone, it's right on the front page. It says see incoming, incoming mail in your email, sign up for free. So it's easy to get to. So no, no big deal. You don't have to search around for it. So great, great tip from uh, Brian. And nice to know that um, Sean and Shane are using it as well, and that it's really good. <laughs> it um, works. Another quick, It works. Yeah. Another quick tip uh, for me is, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot. And I, I've was talking to folks about their experience about, you know, we have restaurants that are open here now, you know, just their experience like, Hey, who's gone out to a restaurant, who's gone out to eat and people were responding. But one thing that uh, we noticed was people were responding with very descriptive stories about their experience and naming the restaurant that they went to, whether it was good or whether it was bad or whether it was mm-hmm. so, so some saying, Yeah, I didn't like, just didn't feel comfortable. Others were saying, Oh, the service was great. They had mass on, they had this. And so just a reminder that, you know, right now is kind of folks reopen it's sort of your new you know your new grand opening and that people are going to be using your business name and you know how word of mouth and social media goes so you and I said hey we have a company called insightful media Sean and I that's that's our real job (laughs) 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 and uh, we've been actually uh, we made a couple sample videos for folks Um, you know we're offering video packages social media video packages so we can come in and shoot and uh, some B-roll. We can do some interviews and show what things you have in place for your reopening. And we feel like this will be really helpful that people, when they see what they're walking into, it will remind their, oh, that looks good. Oh, I like that. You know, I- I'm going to go to that place to eat. And so we think it will really help kind of spread people's message. And we're doing some special pricing right now. So if anyone's interesting, it's insightfulmediaco.com is our website, or you can email us at insight at insightful media co.com. And, and we can help you out, you know, we can do one video, two video, three videos, whatever you, whatever works for you.
1: Yeah. And it it is a good reminder that, you know, throughout this whole pandemic, it, it has been kind of a time of uncertainty for a lot of people. So if you are a business owner and you're able to, you know, give people some sort of, um, certainty about what they can expect when they when they come out to see you and and support you um, that's a good thing right now um and so my tip dana is kind of about learning obviously everybody is doing you know if you have kids in the house um you're doing homeschool and i kind of did my own version of homeschool I love to do projects around the house and in the yard. So that's what I decided to do. I wanted to build a boardwalk in the backyard. It's something I've never done before. So I looked up some plans online, figured out what I needed, got a delivery of lumber that came directly to the house. I just uh, ordered from Lowe's right on their app, set a delivery time. I got a bundle of wood, all the supplies dropped off right at my doorstep. And we have since transformed the backyard. We put in a boardwalk and we built two planter beds, two garden planter beds out of the scrap wood from the Ooh. boardwalk too. So my my tip is to learn something and do something. It's a, a great thing and it took up a, a lot of the extra time yeah. that we have right now.
0: And it looks great. And you said, and like you mentioned, you learned basically online how to do this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've i done projects, you know, over the years. I've, you know, built some patio furniture that we have. I've done things before. I am by no means a master craftsman or a master woodworker. I would venture to say that I'm very much on the amateur side of things. But um it's something that I enjoy doing. And, you know, it it was not... A difficult task, but I did need to follow the plans, and mm-hmm. um, I did, and it turned out great. And it's just a a really nice, relaxing space now. So you can go to our, uh, you can go to my my Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatever you want to. I'll yeah, I'll post pictures up there of the the before and after, so you can oh. see what kind of difference it made.
0: It looks great. Really. You sent Thank me pictures. You. I'm like, wow, it looks amazing. So yeah, taking up that time that you have, you know, I mean, we've, a lot of people haven't had this spare time in forever. It's not a, for a good reason, but you know, this is how we can take advantage of it. And people keep saying they're bored. Well, start, start a project.
1: <laughs> and the, the last thing that we have to do to finish it off is to blow up our inflatable target swimming pool <laughs> And get ready to take a dip.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't <laughs> wait. Pool parties at Sean's. <laughs> Listen, if it, uh, anyone wants to find out more about our podcast, uh, some of our videos, and, and where all our social media is, go to Vegas-Revealed.com. We, we have it all there. We have our interviews from last week. And, and we've enjoyed you know, being able to bring these podcasts still to you in, in this time. And, and we're loving all the people that are listening from around the world, really.
1: Yeah, and again, if there are any uh, business partnerships ideas that you have, uh, you can visit us on our company website, InsightfulMediaCo.com.
0: Listen everyone, have a great week. We could talk and talk forever, but we will be back next week. So thanks for listening and stay
1: safe. We got bills to pay, packing up a suitcase, let's take a holiday.